This is a certified Big Soy Naturals classic. I have a problem. I look like Jared Padalecki. I got them Supernatural. So my value right now is zero. If you think about it, AI is actually the fastest path to communism. Enforced farming is really not a vibe. Hello, pay pigs Hello. and prayer warriors. It's been a while. I hope that you missed us. It is Big Soy Naturals, which, as you very well know, is Six Sad World for the kids who's Sylvia Plath is HRH Collection. That's right. <laughs> I'm Cerise. This is Kendall. I did the introduction this time. You can't tell me anything. <laughs> and the reason that I did the introduction is um, because Kendall is married now and so really can yeah. only speak when spoken to. That's right. I um, can only speak when spoken to. Um, I can only speak with my spouse's permission. In fact, um, I will ask them right now and I will be using their code name. Uh, Jericho, can I speak? May I speak? Do I have permission to speak? I, I took an edible. I'll, I'll take that as a yes. I like that you are letting our audience of like extremely gullible babies know that it's a code name because I think that had you said well, that your spouse's like government name is Jericho Kane, um, I think that they would believe you, which would also make your name Kendall. Well, it would actually make it Kendall Kane and not Kendall Cocaine. Yeah. But I think Kendall Cocaine has a really nice ring to it. It sounds like a movie star's name. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that, That it, it kind of gives me the, like, Chloe Seven Yi of our time, you know? Oh, do like you that think that is. you're the Chloe Seven Yi for it? I feel like if my name was Kendall Cocaine. Sylvia Plath is HRH Collection. <laughs> I think if my name was Kendall Cocaine, it would be. I'm blonde. <laughs> She's also from Connecticut or like from New York yes. by way of Connecticut. Um, uh-huh. In some ways, you could call her a theater kid, um, mm-hmm. which I could also call you. Um, mm-hmm. She's like reform. American Psycho adjacent, which you I are to, as well. I, I need to establish what reality is sometimes because we have you. you always – uh, my problem is, is that I, I yes and you too much. Yeah, and, and I would like you to keep doing that. And I'm I'm starting to sense I, that you're about to tell the truth about things that I have told lies about you. And I would prefer for you to not do that. And so on that note, I am changing the subject. Happy Easter. It's Easter for some of us, but it's not Easter for you because you're Russian Orthodox now, aren't you? And yes. your Easter <laughs> is April 24th, but mine already happened, um, and and that means that Lent is over and that we can celebrate the ending of Lent and also uh, the Christ rising from the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Would you would you say that uh, that 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 Judas called Jesus out, and then they like? Oh canceled him to the cross yeah i mean i would say he 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 definitely called him out um specifically to the romans um like i think he made a very like specific call out post just on his like private twitter this is kind of like how i'm just like jesus because i Mm -hmm. was also at the center of a call out and a cancellation a few weeks ago by the greater mm-hmm. uh, Seattle tender queer community, but yeah, we'll, we'll before be we about get, that before we get on. into that, um, <laughs> Lent is over, and or for me, not for you, because you're Russian Orthodox. You got four more yes. days to go, but um, I'd love to know what is it that you gave up for Lent, and how how's um, that going for you? I gave I I gave up being judgmental. It oh. didn't. Why? 
I just I couldn't kick the habit. Um, you well, know, but why did you give it up? <laughs> I just I wanted to see what it would be like to be like accepting and loving, you know, like a tender queer. Um, and it just didn't work for me. Um, I just I couldn't. I like you know as Jesus said, let he who cast the first stone. Um, no, that's like, not quite it. Is, I don't. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Jesus is kind of encouraging people to not cast the first stone. So yeah. you got that quote a bit wrong, but that's okay. But I was. But I was always hurling rocks, and mm-hmm. like that's the thing is that like I don't. I, I don't think I can really give that up, um, especially when you um, are a niche internet micro celebrity on TikTok. It becomes really hard not to be judgmental because, like, the almighty algorithm is constantly throwing judgment in your face. And you could say that's a test from God in some ways, um, but it's a test that I'm constantly failing. So maybe next year I'll give up being judgmental and it'll work. But, you know, um, Kicking habits is a is a lifelong process and it is not linear. So no, you I, actually I only for, have to you only have to do it for forty days. You only have well, to yeah, give up a habit for forty days, and then and then you can go back to sinning. That's what God well, that's intended. How, well, that's how Lent works. But I assume that like it was supposed to be about can you like give up an earthly, you know, sin. And then maybe in the end, you actually end up kicking that habit even more, kind of like a New Year's resolution. No, but I guess I think it's it's about <laughs> just like being good for a little bit. And then as soon as Jesus comes back, going back to being bad, and then you find mm-hmm. a new thing to be good about. What are some times that you um, were called to judge people and then thought maybe maybe I shouldn't do this because it's Lent and then you did it anyway? Um, uh, there were, there were a couple times where, um, people, especially during like Coachella, um, there were people who, uh, were saying like, bring back the boho aesthetic, like, and just today I was, I was reminded that I was like, um, absolutely in a rage over the idea that like the one, two punch of like the Trump era and the pandemic has caused so many people to just have collective amnesia just like rose colored horse blinders that they've all forgotten like what like free people did to us as a society, how Lana Del Rey wore a native American headdress, um, the fixed gear bikes, the American apparel ads, we just all forgot. Um, and I became enraged by that. And I became judgmental of those who have decided to just cast aside their past. Like it was nothing. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm mad about it still. I'm a little, I'm a little, you know, I feel, I feel like a sense of, you know, snobbery, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, were you towards never, those who, you were never like a free people, like Sun kind of person. It's, it's not that it's more just like pretending like it was all like cool and fine. It was like, cool I, though for those people. They loved it. For those people, they loved it. But like, do we remember like the the those of us who um, are of the damp persuasion? Those of us who sweat. Not um, me. All that suede. Yeah, not you, but me. All this, all that, <laughs> all that suede and leather pants and and the 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 like the crochet in the summer. Uh huh. Like. It okay, just it, so it's it reminds you it of sweaty times. Problem. Yes, but you know, and it's and, and it wasn't exactly like a like a totally romantic facade either. You know, there was there were a lot of issues with the with the free people stuff. I mean, oh, they free looked, people they looked apparel, bad. They like they, they didn't bad. look good. But I'm just saying, like people did really like it back then. Mm-hmm. Just not not like people with like good taste. But yeah. there's a whole lot of people with bad taste right now too. They're doing seven hundred dollars <laughs> Shein hauls, um, yeah. which is so funny to me because like if I'm about to drop seven hundred dollars on clothes, like I'm gonna get something really nice. I, um, but I guess I for some people, it's about quantity over quality, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna say that I respect it, but I understand it. Um, yeah. 
quantity over quality was my approach to Lent um, Mm -hmm. because I gave up sobriety. Um, (laughs) I, I don't know if I can say that I'm normally sober I'm not really, um, because I think being sober is like a choice that you make to do something on purpose. And I kind of just like don't drink that often because I'm really short. Um, You know, I'm just like, I'm so small. Um, I'm just a small, I'm a small little person. And so that we found out today that children listen to us, literal children. That's um, okay. You know, like they're here to learn. I'm not talking about anything that they don't already know about. And also, if you're under 18 and you're listening to Big Soy Naturals, like, I don't know what you're getting yourself into. I don't take responsibility for it. But also, I hope that you see me as like a cool, older, not cousin, but like older person that doesn't talk to you that you Mm -hmm. think is cool. I hope mm-hmm. that that's what I am to you. Anyway, yeah. um, I was talking about how I gave up sobriety, which mm-hmm. I did. Um, so normally when I go out, if people are drinking, I probably won't just because like I do get drunk very fast because I'm so small. Um, but this time I was like, well, what if I just did get drunk? And I did. And the result is that uh, like cocktails are expensive, um, Mm -hmm. but that I have really good friends who are like, hey, you should probably stop drinking once I'm on like my third drink. Yeah, Um, I feel like- I also embraced uh, marijuana, which I don't normally do. And that's kind of topical because we're recording on 420. Um, Yeah. Weed is unfortunately, like, not my thing. I would really, really like it to be. I think it would be, like, really cool if it was. It's, like, kind of uncool to say that it isn't. And also, like, I went to Evergreen, which is is the the weed capital of the United States, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's in Washington State, one of the first states to legalize marijuana. Right. And when I like- went there so long ago, ages ago... I think it was one of the only two states that like had it be officially legal. So I was Mm -hmm. really amped about the future that was in front of me of becoming a marijuana American and like having the little, the little marijuana socks and like I was going to get the hoodie and stuff. The Huff hoodie and like the the little cat that flips people off and stuff. I was going to say things like blaze it. Like it was going to be, it was going to be so cool for me. Um, But unfortunately, like my brain just doesn't like it. Um, Mm -hmm. I will say we just so sad. I'll I'll reassure you and I will say that weed is becoming significantly less cool as it's becoming legal um, because now it's being taken over by people who are like, really into um like coffee and they're all coming up with like flavor profiles of weed and like different strengths and, like this and that okay yeah and i was gonna like, say i feel like weed is and it's like, like yeah i feel like it is becoming a thing that people talk about the same way that they talk about coffee which is just like not cool like yeah i when you tell me about your marijuana experience like I know as an ally I don't really have the right to like dictate how you talk about it but like I want to hear a story about how you got so fucked up that you like stapled a piece of paper to your t-shirt and wrote the word vegan on it um, and then tried to sell it to people to advertise your vegan lifestyle which is something that I did witness at Evergreen and I thought it was super cool I was like oh this is a cool person they're vegan um, but no, now people are like talking about it, like the way that you would talk about going to like a gourmet restaurant. They're like, oh, it's got like notes of this and like hints mm-hmm. of that. And they're not even telling me about how fucked up they were. Like, what's the point? They're like, oh, it put me to sleep. It made me made me feel nice and sleepy, which was great because my back hurts. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you're 33. This is not a fun conversation for me to be listening to. I will say I have been convincing my father-in-law, my now father-in-law, to uh, try to Mr. get Kane. 
marijuana. Yeah, Mr. Kane, because uh, <laughs> he has he has like severe back, back problems, and I think it would really help him. But he's still like on the East Coast, and on the East Coast, as you know, they're still like very like shivering in their boots hey, about weed. It's legal in New Jersey, best state in the United States. I, I know you want people to move there so bad. But I, I, do, I mean, we don't need anyone to move there. It's like one of the yeah. most populous states in the U.S. Like, we don't need it's you. True. It's great. We don't need other people to move there to validate it. It's not it's, Colorado. Yeah, like, the thing is that I, I like weed. Um, I, I am I am someone of the marijuana persuasion. And I will say, like, I, I do think it helps my, my migraines. Um, but those are but migraines like, that you get for being like genetically inferior. Yeah, I know, I know. That's they're, a big part. They're of blue it. eye migraines. They are, they're and blue eye maybe eyes. that's kind of like your punishment, like your divine punishment for judging so many people, and then yeah, I'm kind of, you're I'm mitigating kind of that punishment. <laughs> no, I'm kind I mean, of I think probably God wants you to judge people because God judges mm-hmm. people. Oh, all the time. Mm-hmm. And why wouldn't he want me to judge people? I, ha- I will say I have been also judging the P- the plus one TikToks I've been seeing from Revolve. I don't know what that Coachella. is. I They're love these- not knowing about these okay, things. I will be I will be linking them in the description Ugh. because I think everyone needs a little bit of pain okay, now and again. What if like for um, Lent two, which is the Lent that comes after Lent, um, mm-hmm. that's like secular um, and has mm-hmm. nothing to do with God, but has everything to do with like not um, being annoying. Uh, on the internet and like bothering me mm-hmm. with it what if everyone just like deleted tiktok and then i never had to hear about it again unfortunately i just don't see that as a a thing that is achievable <laughs> or okay um, all right um what if we remade the app first you have what to cut if it we... off i draw off at like a couple different heads before you get to the main one what if we remade the app so that no one could post except for you and okay. everyone was mandatorily following you um <laughs> but they could not leave comments besides mm-hmm. just like the heart emoji and the 100 emoji and yeah. um the flames and the thumbs up um and also they would not be allowed to unfollow you um I think- but you're the only one that can make posts I think TikTok was truly made by the devil because I tried to give up judging people. And if TikTok is anything, it is like a constant barrage of like them being like, here's some more people for like everyone to collectively judge because they deigned to post something like transgressive or weird or like something about their absurd personal life on our app. And now we've decided to show it to everyone and now everyone's going to be talking about it for like four weeks. Go, um, like see like the West Elm Caleb bullshit that happened like a couple of weeks ago, or like, God forbid that the those like three people that were involved in like a baby mama scandal in like leftist quote unquote TikTok that just like like I had no idea who any of these people were, blissfully unaware until they just started showing up all over the place. On like, and it was inescapable. It started like showing up on like fucking Twitter. It was fucking everywhere. And that's the demon that is TikTok. It truly is like a six-headed hydra of awful. Um, and like, if I really want to give up being judgmental, I would have to stop being an internet uh, micro celebrity. Um, I and know that's that just would be really happen. hard for you. Yeah. <laughs> You wouldn't be able to talk to all of your adoring fans. I love not knowing about any of these things. You know, when you're um, watching TikToks, I'm reading books. Have you heard of books? Well, if you remember the toasts from my wedding, you'll know I love the Yeah, let's talk about that wedding. Um, (laughs) Dear listeners, uh, Kendall got married. I got drunk. Um, Mm -hmm. Wedding was great kendall looked beautiful i also looked fantastic thank you for asking um one of your family members or like i don't know if they were related to you but they weren't they weren't one of my people came Mm -hmm. up to me and they were like that's an interesting dress that you have on because my titties were like fully out um but I'm allowed to do that. (laughs) And I just said, like, thank you and smiled. And then they, like, frowned because I think 
I don't know. I don't know. Is this how white people insult each other? Like they, they give how, compliments in a rude tone of voice. It's how Protestants insult each other that I know for sure. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, so the wedding dear listener was really a meeting of the worlds of like, um, cool people, like lot, cool people. And, and then cool the people that hold people. the purse strings of Kendall's trust fund. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was going to say the wasp, but I mean, same thing, right? Uh, Really, um, Kendall, like going to your wedding made me realize how much work you've had to put in to being mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, um, because you, the, you told me this before. It's, I know it's, the circumstances it's, it's of your birth mm -hmm. um, just did not give you a good foundation for being cool or being interesting um and yet like not only did you overcome but you exceeded expectations mm -hmm. you're one of the coolest mm -hmm. people i know and that oh. was why it was so funny to go to your wedding which by the way listeners is where i met kendall in person for the first time also we've been friends for kind of so long um, yeah and i i met you by going to your wedding which was great <laughs> Um, but going to your wedding and then getting to encounter the, the people that hold the purse strings of your massive trust fund. Um, who are related the, to me by blood. The denizens um, of Connecticut uh, <laughs> who, who lurk the halls of major banking institutions and have 8 a.m. meetings and whatever it is that they do. Um and they just gave the most like inane speeches about you that were so funny to listen yeah. to where they were like, when Kendall was a child, she made fun she of me all the time. And yeah. now as an adult, she also makes fun of me. I, she's so different. She's interesting. She's got an unusual sense of humor. She marches to the beat of her own drum. She's always just been a little bit offbeat. And my favorite, Kendall's mind works in a way that most other people don't understand. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then someone um, tried to attribute your sense of humor to the time that they took you to see The Hangover 2 in movie theaters when you were like 12 or something. So... Just an, an excellent introduction to the mm -hmm. oppressive mm -hmm. circumstances that you had to rise above in order mm -hmm. to become the fantastic and hot and sexy and interesting one of them, person that you are today. One of them mentioned Tumblr, which I I was that was the that like oh, I, I, horrifying. Horrifying. It, it really, I, I had no idea they knew what Tumblr was, knew that I was on it, tried to go on it themselves and failed. And I think that that... Well, the, um, the mention of Tumblr was, once again, Kendall was doing weird things that I didn't understand. Yeah. And yeah. then I heard like about blogging. this little website called Tumblr. So I tried to check it out to see if I could understand why my child is so fucking weird. And I couldn't get it. Um, and um, then they were like, and then I took them to see The Hangover 2. Once, once again, I attribute um, all of my coolness to me being so imperceptible um, by my family that they just like they couldn't even like infiltrate my life and poison it with their uncoolness. Like they I just were, they just like found me so scary. The word um, that you're looking for is autism. Yes, I mean I was the only one who was diagnosed formally, so. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll, uh, that we'll, does kind I, of put up we'll like a little a barrier of uh... <laughs> yeah I mean let's call a spade a spade what yeah. it is your listener it's that I was I was the only one formally diagnosed with ADHD and autism so I was the only one who got um, treated like I was different so therefore I was like oh I okay I guess this means like I can like fully act different like I don't have to do this um, yeah, we but the, the wedding was, it was great. Oh, Kendall's the thing is first that. dance was to the same song that Bella and Edward danced together to in the first <laughs> Twilight movie at prom, um, which honestly, Kendall, I'm going to say this now, like, I feel like you took something away from me when you did that because you don't I'm even sorry. like Twilight like that. And you know that I do. And I was going to... <laughs> 
I mean, I it's you okay. Do it anyway. Yeah, you but can now do people it are gonna think that I'm copying anything. Kendall instead of thinking that I'm copying Bella. Listen, the reason I I I the reason I chose the I know you have like wine. nice like reasons that are like specific to your relationship that are not about like you trying to be Bella Swan, but like think about it. Think about how some of us are trying to be like Bella Swan. I know, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was not my intent, but it was my action. And I'm sitting, and I'm growing, and I'm learning. Yeah. Um, I should have, like, interrupted your wedding right then and there during your dance and turned it into a racial equity summit. I should have made all of your family members sit in their privilege. I will say, like, can I, like, I just want to say that, like, while I complain, while we're complaining about like how my family like did not like made it very clear in front of everyone that like they don't know who I am, um, and that is by design. Uh, I will say that like if you ever want to feel like if you have like listener, if you have a bad family, if you have a family that like is bad or just doesn't get you, um, what what I can tell you is like a great piece of advice to feel absolutely impenetrable, absolutely just like they cannot like untouchable, like they can't bother you at all at your own wedding. Uh, just like have a really nice wedding with someone that you really truly love. Um, and then have a ton of friends who all tell you like, you're not crazy. They don't understand you. And like, then you'll feel untouchable. Truly at the moment that they were making those speeches, the only thing I could think was, huh, that was pretty good for them. And then I was just like happy, deliriously happy the entire time. So if you have the budget and a person that you want to get married to, um, a really great way to make sure your family can't ever bother you again um, is to get married. Like I'm going to give that piece of advice out for free right now. Yeah, Um, I had a great time. (laughs) A couple choice moments. One was when our friend decided to pull a very funny prank on all of the Caucasians that are related <laughs> to Kendall permission. at the wedding by getting the DJ to play the number one Caucasian anthem, Sweet Caroline, as everyone mm-hmm. was taking a group photo, which meant yeah. that they could not participate by singing and dancing and doing the bop, bop, bas, which they love to do. And it's it's it like, was it's something inside them. white people that gets activated when that song plays and it was really funny watching them like try to hold it in but like still mouthing the words and like struggling until finally like the group photo was over and they were released from this yeah. prison of their own making and they could you really should have just kept doing group photos for the whole song i feel like that would have yeah that that would that but that might have caused like a some kind of like like gas gas leak i think or like a nuclear explosion like i just yeah. think like some kind of like physical event would happen that could cause a natural disaster the thing is like, though Kendall, you are also white i am and i want i want you to think about that and i'm going to mm-hmm. present to you a scenario okay. you go to an event uh-huh and they start playing mr brightside what are you doing oh Man. You're getting up and you're singing and dancing along, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. So lest you think that you are above this sort of behavior. Oh, no. (laughs) Mr. Brightside is the Sweet Caroline of my generation. Completely. I think Sweet Caroline is still also the Sweet Caroline of your generation because I've gone to baseball games and I see what they do there. But Mr. Brightside is definitely taking over. It's not just emo kids. kids. It's all of you. Yeah, but I'm just, I I would say like that Sweet Caroline is on its way out simply because like, it's a song about like some some old man's like crush on like Caroline Kennedy when she was like a minor. So like I don't know if I'd really is say that, that this song is going to be Yeah. Yeah. Okay, speaking of about Caroline Kennedy. Speaking about presidents, doesn't your family have a Kennedy connection? My mom was BFFs with uh JFK Jr in high school mm-hmm. and I mean that they were talking about they were like best friends like when they graduated and when she like got out of college and like went to like work and stuff he would like call and like take her out to lunch sometimes and oh I love it when a Kennedy takes me out to lunch <laughs> given how like 
and and the thing is is that like given how like the he was known as like the hottest man alive and a womanizer either he was like her beard or like i'm so sure that they like fucked like i'm i'm like so sure of it do you think that he was hot I no, have to. I'm gonna Google like, him because, like, like, I don't know what they my all Kennedys. Did. I don't know what my Kennedys look like. John. I don't think he was, but I Kennedy do think that, like, I Jr. do know that he was considered like people's Wait, second in their lives. Is this the one that the QAnon people are all obsessed with? Is it the one that died in a plane crash? If so, yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, we should get them hooked up with your mom. Maybe your mom mm-hmm. can like be sort of like a false prophet for them. Um. I don't think I, she would you remember the the wedding rehearsal dinner. Uh, she made a speech where she, she said there's been an insurrection. There's been a pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that things might change if she's the leader of the insurrection. And you're not mm-hmm. mentioning the other presidential or like quasi presidential connection in your family. I, I, I really don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> I'll be honest. Okay, well, I don't, I don't know. Like it was mentioned to me multiple times at your wedding by different people that your family's like dressage horse <laughs> um, competing. <laughs> that your family's <laughs> enough. I'm literally telling the truth that your family's dressage horse competed in the Olympics against Mitt Romney's dressage horse and won. I don't think that it won like gold, but it like defeated that one in the total rankings. Uh, yeah, really, really curb stomped Mitt's Mitt's little pony to well, the ground. Curb stomp, they like dance around. You know this. You know what dressage is. This is. I do know. I know what dressage is. Your family sponsors a horse. Um, I don't think that John F. Kennedy Jr. is that cute. I think he looks no, like the least good-looking either. guy from Friends. But, uh, all I know is that culturally he was considered like one of the hottest guys alive yeah. and that's because it was the 80s and nobody had taste. If this um, was your dad, you would be a brunette? So I would, probably, yeah. How, how would you feel about that? And you would be a Kennedy, which might not change it's, anything in terms of the content of your trust fund, but would make your name alliterative. Well, the thing is, for me, isn't the brunette part, it's the Kennedy part, because, like, I, I think that gives me, like, a a sealed fate, like, I don't Mm want to be part of the Kennedy curse. Yeah, well, and you'd be, you would have been in the thick of it with Taylor Swift, too, at the time. Yeah, yeah, I would have been all in that, like, family group chat, just like, like, ugh, ew, like, no thanks, I'm good. My mom also dated a celebrity, but he was married, so... I think I'm going to let her keep that one. But Fair he's, he's some, like, vaguely famous actor with uh, an even more famous son. Or maybe they're equally famous. They met mm-hmm. on an airplane. And my mom didn't know who he was because she's South African and also has, like, better things to do than care about people that are in movies. And she was, like, flying first class because she's a luxurious lady and he was on the plane and then they started talking and then at some point he was like you don't know who I am and she was like why should I know who you are um and that my friends is the key to probably romancing anyone is to just like kind of insult them a little bit Yeah, I think that that would probably be the best way. Um, the other piece of advice that I got from my mom from this anecdote, um, not that I'm recommending that you get involved with married men or that you don't, you know, up to you. It depends on the marriage, um, is that you should try to dress nice when you go yeah. on the plane. You don't know what's going to happen. And actually, this pivots back to your wedding because mm-hmm. – um, I, for the first time in my life, missed a flight, <laughs> which is, is kind of shocking that this was the first time that it ever happened because I love to show up to the airport like 10 minutes before I'm supposed to take off. Um, but I'm not going to like take any blame for missing my flight. Like it wasn't my fault. So I showed up. Mm-hmm. I was late, did miss my flight, went over to the little kiosk thing to get on the next one out. 
And then they were like, well, because you look so good. Because you're so pretty. Literally book you. You're so pretty. And that is why you you have to look nice when you go to the airport because you never know what's going to happen. So many people don't look nice when they go to the airport anymore. And I think it's it's for, like, to be fair to people, uh, you know, post 9-11, airlines became and steadily become less and less glamorous um you know pan am went out of business uh nobody can smoke on the airplane anymore you can't smoke on the plane you can't like bring a knife you can't do anything like like you can murder someone on a train trains have always been like hot for like fun murder mysteries so many drugs on the train when i took the train to see you and you can took, do anything. Took the train from LA to Seattle and then from Seattle to Portland and then back to LA. Brought so many drugs with me. They don't check. Yeah. Pro tip, you can friends. Do, yeah, get on a train. <laughs> get on a train, bring yeah, drugs. I mean, I'm not saying that when you get on the plane that you need to dress like, like you're going to a wedding, but just mm-hmm. also like don't wear pajamas. Like, Put People like a pajamas. little bit of effort in and then you're going to look so good. And then if bad things happen to you, um, the halo effect will start working in your favor and then good things will happen to you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Like Do I, have... I... Hmm? Oh, I was, I was going to ask you, but you can say what you were going to say. I was just oh, going to no. ask if I was, you have any I was just advice reiterate. For, for other newlyweds. Oh, um, for other newlyweds, gosh, mm-hmm. um, I would yeah, say what's it like on the other side. Well, I would say first, uh, try to get married in a global pandemic, and then don't, um, because I believe that that I'm not even kidding. Like I'm, <laughs> like I'm only slightly kidding in the sense that like I I do think that like working through something as um, a unit. Um, through like one of the most tumultuous times in modern history Um, and realizing that like not a single like moment would I ever question like being in this relationship um, was the point where I realized like oh this is like indestructible this is invincible like we can we can do anything like it's it's all good Um, so like waiting eight years to get married I would say uh, is really helpful and especially if two of those years happen to be in the middle of some kind of like event, global event, that would be, that would be a really good piece of advice I would have for you is just like, you know, like maybe even like try to make a global event happen. Like, you know, the, like, yeah, create Don't like a nine twelve things, you know, happen. make mm-hmm. bad things happen. Yeah, and those are tests for you for your relationship. Obviously. I do believe the, in testing your relationships, event. but I also have causing problems on purpose disease. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know because you, um, while I was with you, you were texting people like that. You, uh, they were mean to you in a dream. Um, okay, no, no, like no. But this is this is not even causing problems. That's literally <laughs> valid. If someone is mean to me in a dream. Why am I thinking about them being mean? That's my subconscious telling me that something is wrong. And so I should confront them about it and get an explanation about why they're being mean and get them to apologize. You know what? Why is my brain telling me that I need to worry about this person being mean? That's literally valid. If you have a dream that someone is cheating on you, you should talk to them about it because it means that like something is going on that you're worried about and you might as well get it out there with them. Like it maybe doesn't mean that they're actually cheating on you, but maybe it does. And maybe your brain is telling you something. Dreams are real. Mm -hmm. You know what? I think you might be onto something because – a month before the person in college who like nearly ruined my life uh, did what they did, um, I did have a dream about them being really, really mean to me. Um, yeah, because your subconscious think, is, your, yeah. is you and you are smart and you're picking up on vibes and, and then your mm-hmm. brain is feeding you those vibes in a dream. Also, my parents met each other in a dream and that's where they fell in love um you did tell me this and it is iconic um yeah it's it's cool okay yeah once upon a time my dad um used to what he told me 
was uh, sell fruit. Um, mm. This is an allegory. I did not realize it was an allegory until I was much older. But he used to drive to Mexico and pick up fruit and then drive it back across the border and sell it. Um, and sometimes he would have to move to different neighborhoods because there was too much competition among the fruit sellers. Um, so that is what I thought that he did, what he told me that he did. He was doing something a little bit different, but the key elements of that are the same. So all that was going on. He was also involved in like cooler things like radical organizing and stuff. But the main part of this is that he did not have a job that he paid taxes on. And then he went to sleep when he was 35 years old. And in his dream sh showed up my mom, who he had never met in person, never had met in real life. She was in New York and he was all the way in Florida. So the chances of them having actually encountered probably pretty small. And she was like, hey, we're going to get married soon. So you need to get your shit together because I'm not going to marry someone that doesn't have their shit together. Um, Which and also so then, sounds like your mom. So like. Yeah. Yeah. And so then like within a few weeks, my dad enrolled in like trade school so that he could learn how to build houses and like do construction and stuff so that he could like start um, having a job that he could pay taxes on um, and, and seem like a legitimate person. And then a few years passed where he was just like waiting for my mom and he was like working in Maryland, was driving through New Jersey. My mom happened to be driving through New Jersey and there at a gas station, they saw each other. And my dad saw my mom inside her car and was like, that's, that's the woman that I'm supposed to marry. And then did something crazy and got out of his car, because you don't pump your own gas in New Jersey, knocked, mm -hmm. knocked on her car door window <laughs> and was like, hey, <laughs> do you have dinner plans? <laughs> and she was like... This insane man is coming home with me. Well, she had some sense and was like, I have dinner plans tonight. But she did give her phone number and he left a very nice voicemail um, about like the place that he wanted to take her to dinner to. And like, I guess didn't come off like a completely crazy person. So my mom agreed to do it. And um, then two months later, they were married because... They were in love. And my mom at that point had already decided that she was never going to get married, was never going to have kids. Um, and then she met my dad, who wears the same pair of jeans every day, wears socks with sandals, no matter what the weather. <laughs> and and they fell in love and they got married. And then like a little bit over a year later, um, I was born. And every year on their anniversary, my dad reads the passage from his dream journal from when he was 35 about seeing my mom in the dream. And every year my mom eats it up as if it's brand new. Like they've been hearing this story for 28 years. And she's like, wow, like, I can't believe you saw me. That's so nice. <laughs> I really think she just felt like so worshipped and flattered that she was that she still is like that's I mean, I would too. I would eat it up uh, every well, year. And now she she uses my poor dad's like <laughs> dream um, beliefs against him. And she told me about this a few years ago where she's like, sometimes I just whisper in his ear what like kinds of gifts I want to have while he's asleep so that he dreams about them. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes and gets... The gift and he's like I dreamed that this is what you wanted and she's like wow that is what I wanted how did you know <laughs> I love love I also love how your mom like and you just like yeah it makes sense like I said like everything every story you tell about your life it's it's like the word that comes to mind is consistency yeah she's a little <laughs> schemer she taught me how to scheme I I don't think that I would marry a man who only wears mm -hmm. socks with sandals, but I think in, in many other ways, my dad is a very nice person. So mm -hmm. 
you know, good for the two of them. I am tired yeah. of hearing him read from his dream journal every year. I wish that he <laughs> would pick something else, but uh, I support them. And I also yeah. support you and oh, thank your you. partner, now spouse, yeah. Jericho Kane. Yeah. Um, I, if, if I can talk about the vows for a second. The vows um, were so nice. Thank you. Thank you. My goal was to make everyone cry um, and possibly cause people to, um, like, if they're already married, get divorced. Like, that's that was the real goal. Um, that didn't happen, but I know some people did break up after the wedding um and okay. i have to think not, someone, not no i'm someone told me that this was a goal of many brides at their wedding is to, to yeah. make people break up why is this why are you being toxic um i just i just feel like like that's how you like i i'm a winner and i i'm competitive and that's how you win um you win the wedding is like by being the last couple standing it's by being the best is, you know, like I wasn't like for some people, it, it inspired them to, um, you know, create new pairings with each other um, to start taking the next level with their uh, significant others. I like I know that for a fact. And that was also a goal of mine. I want, you know, I want everything to work out the way it's supposed to work out. That's that's the plot. And you want to orchestrate it. You want to support uh, yeah. God at your wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that one of my friends actually came up to me at the wedding and said, what, how does it feel right now to know that like anyone would do anything you say? Like if you got up there on the mic right now and asked everyone to like drink poison, they would do it. Um, And it felt great. Honestly, it really does. I would recommend a me themed party where everyone is supposed to worship you and and think it's the best day of your life. And so they, they only give you good things. Uh, the people I at the venue, the the people at the venue gave, like there were several times where I was like, Hey, can like, can you just take this and like charge my phone? I just need like my phone to be charged. And they'd be like, yes, absolutely. Or they'd be like, or I'd be like, can I have a fountain drink instead of like alcohol? Because I'm, I'm California sober and I don't drink. Um, and they were like, yes, absolutely. And several times people kept coming up to me and like, why are you getting your phone charged? Why do you get a fountain drink? Everyone else, like they told me that they don't have soda. And I was like, well, next time, remember to be the one getting married. And then mm-hmm. you'll get whatever you want. Um, I didn't cry at your vows, even though they were very nice, because I was too busy laughing at um, former Big Story Naturals guest um, and you know reigning champion of the biracial caucus, mm-hmm. Sam, um, <laughs> for loudly making jokes about uh, boyfriend pussy. Um, to the like shock and horror of like many of your family members who could hear it. I heard uh, I heard one of them said something around the lines of that is so West Coast, which is very funny no, because were, Sam is like, from the Sam Midwest. Said something about boyfriend pussy, and then someone yeah. says in the same tone that they talked about my dress, going, "Wow, we really are on the West Coast." Stop. Which is funny because uh, Sam is from the midwest yeah so. i mean they they were just trying to say slurs without actually saying slurs and it brings yeah. me back to like again the way that this person commented on my dress like are caucasians not allowed to directly insult people Hmm. <sighs> i mean like the thing is is like like i don't know about like other Caucasian, I know like Italian Americans, they'll just like insult each other to their face. You know what I mean? Well, they're so, not like, white. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and the same goes for the Irish, I guess. So like, uh-huh. yeah, I would say like for for the for the wasps, it's absolutely like that is that is the way that you talk. That is the way that you communicate. You, it is all like passive aggressive barbs and like the, saying things like, "Hmm, that's a choice." And um, yeah, that's an interesting dress that you have on. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a choice. My dress a lot wasn't of, like, interesting. My dress was it, so good. It was so good. Everyone it was so loved good. it. Mm-hmm. And you had talked to me before because I, I, I had heard from so many people like that they were being told by others like, don't you think that that's a little much? Like, don't, don't you, you don't want to outshine the bride? And I was like, 
Which is kind of insulting I, to imply yeah. that you could be like shown on your wedding it. day. You're the one that's getting married. No one's going to confuse me for the person that is getting married, no matter how much titty I show them. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is that nobody's going to be confused. You're, first of all, your dress was pure gold. Um, mm-hmm. It was just like it was it was it literally looked like it was made of solid gold. Um, and like, like I am in full white. I have a flower crown on. I am in the middle of like, I, I am like in the middle of the dance floor at a giant table with an arch over it with my spouse. Everyone's getting on the microphone and talking about me and talking about yeah, my there's spouse. There's no outshining you. It's, there's just it's like, there's just, I can't be outshot. There's a guy whose literal job it is to, uh, introduce me as if I am like the I don't know whatever like the best position is in basketball like is it, as if he's like <laughs> it's just like the way that he introduced me if I felt like I was in space jam um <laughs> oh man I see I did arrive late to the wedding mm-hmm. so yeah. I might have missed that I I didn't arrive late to cause a scene mm-hmm. why did I arrive late you were at the ceremony. This was after the yes. ceremony. Oh, okay. Then I yeah. guess I just missed it. Or I missed yeah, he, you being announced like a basketball player. Yeah, he was just like, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, I had probably instructed him to say uh, gentle thems or something. Um, but I guess he just forgot. Ladies. Uh, <laughs> the, the, I, yeah, I, I probably uh, asked him to do that and he just forgot. Um, which is typical Jeff. Um, typical DJ Jeff. Uh, he did, he did introduce us as ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce, like, like, first, first he, he geared them up. He was like, oh yeah, he did a really funny thing, um, where I, okay, I do remember this because he treated us like we were at a middle school assembly and was like, I'm going to bring in Kendall and we need to let Kendall know how enthusiastic we all are to have her at her wedding so yeah get everyone to say like congratulations yeah then he made us say congratulations and he was like hmm i don't feel like your heart was in that can you try it again i (laughs) want to make us do it louder i need to i need to offset the blame here (laughs) i need to offset the blame here because people will think i i hired this man of, of my own volition, and that is not true. The venue no, was we've like, already you... established that it's yeah. your dressage horse owning yeah. family that <laughs> carries the purse strings of your trust fund. Um, I will say I had a little bit of resentment to you um, at your wedding because I did want to win, and I had set out to catch the bouquet. Mm-hmm. Um, which is how I feel like you do in a wedding. And like the last wedding that I went to, I caught that one. And it's like really less about me wanting to get married okay. next and more about me. Well, we're getting there. More about yeah. me wanting to beat everyone else. Like I will okay. elbow everyone oh, that and, I understand. Catch, and catch the flowers. Um, but you didn't do it because you were like, I don't want to do heterosexual rituals, um, which is like, you know, like valid and fair and stuff. But you need to think about other people sometimes mm-hmm. and how some of us like want to win. But it worked out because the following day after the wedding, since I left my phone there um, <laughs> and then made you do tasks the day after you got married and uh, give it back to me. Um, <laughs> and it's funny because I was in the car leaving the wedding and I was like, oh, wait, I don't have my phone. And my friends were like, oh, should we go back and look for it? And I was like, no, it'll turn up somewhere. Um, and, and, so then, yeah, and so then you <laughs> had to do labor for me the day after your wedding. But anyway, mm-hmm. anyway, when I retrieved my phone, you did give me the bouquet, which yeah. made me feel like once again, like I'm walking on such a righteous path. Like mm-hmm. everything that I ask for, I receive. I am attracting only good things. Um, I'm magnetic. Um, I have angel numbers all mm-hmm. around me and in my eyes. Me and Jesus are basically like the same person. I know that we're all made in God's image, but I'm like especially made in God's no, you image. Are. You um, are. And like I kind of just get everything that I want. And I know that you were 
Like it was your wedding. It was your wedding. But it was also like my day Mm -hmm. because I caught the flowers. Well, that's why someone, that, that person told you your dress was interesting because they realized that you are the main character of this wedding. Um, and I think that they resented that. I think they wanted to be the main character. Um, oh, but they could but, never. Well, the problem <laughs> is that, that wasps all dress in navy blue and they don't seem to understand that, like, if you want to be the main character, you have to, like... You have to be have, interesting. You have to be interesting and have a sense of taste. Um <laughs> Yeah, try having your titties out at the next Mm -hmm. event that you go to, and you will see how many people pay attention to you and say hello. Mm -hmm. Um, Something will happen. Or try try wearing a wedding dress. That's what Kendall did Mm -hmm. um, at the next event that you go to, any kind. People will pay attention to you just like Mm -hmm. they paid attention to Kendall. Um, Yeah, they did. And I think, you know, we said that this was going to be a power hour. This is basically an hour yeah. We know that we haven't, we haven't like recorded for a little bit. We were going to, and then we didn't, like stuff happened. And then Kendall got mm-hmm. married, and then I decided to go on vacation for literally six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, whatever. But we mm-hmm. have an actual like new episode coming out soon. We just wanted to put this yes. one out to say hello. So, yeah, nice. hi. You're like, you're weird, your friends. It's the Parasocial Power Hour. You got to experience the wedding through our eyes. Um, yeah, I mean, final closing thoughts, I think, on the wedding were that it was a very, very perfect day where I got mm-hmm. to see a lot of people that I either hadn't seen in so long or literally met over the pandemic because I'm just so charismatic and wonderful. Actually, um, okay. Pandemic. My final thought is a question, which is okay. like, what was it like for you to meet me for the first time? <laughs> Transcendent. Uh-huh. And drunk. <laughs> yeah, I was I, I, was, but I, I was getting drunk as it went on. Yeah. You were wonderful. You uh-huh. were amazing. I was. Um, uh, you uh, did um, come up to both of us and just uh, – talked my ear off and I can't even remember what we were talking about but I do remember it didn't feel unnatural I think the problem the the problem I have so often because I've made a lot of internet friends over the years is that it's either like it'll be one of two things and it's it's always one or two there's never a middle ground it'll be really fucking awkward and terrible and it'll feel like the you should have just stayed friends with this person online because like neither of you are like like really the person that you were (laughs) like portraying yourselves as with each other um or and like you didn't even realize it until you met it's like you need that meet up in real life to realize that reality or you will literally if they asked you would literally take like a blood oath right there right then and for me it was the blood oath with like every single person that mm-hmm. um i yeah. but especially you and i just felt it, it felt very natural it felt you know like it does all the time, which yeah. I was really, really happy about. Um, I, I felt think, very, like, it felt very you, nice, warm and fuzzy. Meeting you was so nice because it it actually, like, doesn't compute to me that until a few weeks ago I had never seen you in person um, in my I whole know. life. <laughs> Just, like, it doesn't compute to me that you're older than me and that we, like, didn't grow up together um, mm-hmm. in the same private schools in uh Connecticut. <laughs> I would I would rather swap and I live in New Jersey. Uh I feel like me being from Jersey is a is a very powerful Yeah. Well I think you like reality. New Jersey Kendall would be so cool. Like you're very yeah. cool now, but like you with like a thick New Jersey accent would just be like amazing. If but, I said yeah, Ken- Kendall went to the it. same private school in Connecticut that Seth MacFarlane and Lana Del Rey went to, um, <laughs> and I, I would go there and have been your friend growing up um, if you wanted. But you probably yeah. would have ended their careers somehow, also at the same time. <laughs> yeah, um. it, it, it like really doesn't com- compute to me that we like haven't known each other our whole lives, and mm-hmm. also that I have only met you in person, I suppose, twice now. Twice, um, yeah. But it, it just felt like hanging out with a friend. There was not even really the moment that happens sometimes when you meet people that you 
talked to online where it's like, oh, like we have to acknowledge that this is like a brand new thing. It was just like, oh, I'm seeing my friend Kendall. And it was great. Um, Everyone is jealous. And I hope that everyone feels bad that I caught the bouquet and they didn't. But that's why I'm the winner and they aren't. And uh, we'll see you next time. The next episode is probably coming out pretty soon. Bye. Bye. I don't want smoke. I just want to smoke. Cock is one of my favorite tastes. I don't want smoke. I just want to smoke. When I hit the pipe, I'm like Walter White. Not only that, I feel like the balls smell amazing. Yeah, I like green because it makes me lean. And I smoke high because I'm blowing clouds. When I hit high, then it's time to smoke. There are dangerous people. Like, I cannot get it far enough down my throat to be satisfied. I don't want to smoke. I'm only satisfied when I, I feel smoke. those I intense, smoke. powerful, salty, hot pumps of cum down my throat. I don't want to smoke. I just want to smoke. This is a certified Big Soy Naturals classic.